0: Hello, everyone. I am Mali Pampadith, and today I am accompanied by
1: Victor Cora Nazaria.
0: We are co-founders of the SOAR Community Network and SOAR Nebula. Our work is to develop compassionate, transcendent leaders who are contributing to a more compassionate, cohesive, and collaborative, what we call C3 world. Thank you for tuning in and to SOAR Nebula's Change Agent Series. Uh, we bring you a thousand change agents, community leaders who are creating positive social impact for their communities. And we're delighted today to bring to you Dr. Danielle Ramos Cruz. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for being with us.
2: No, How are you, Mari? Everything's good. So- Award. I'm so
0: happy to have you. And I'd love to start by reading and sharing with our audience a little bit about your background because I think it's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And then we'll um, have Victor come in and, and share with, with us and some, some funny anecdotes of how you know each other. So Danielle is originally from Bayamón, Puerto Rico, where he attended the primary and secondary levels in the public education system. He then completed a Bachelor of Secondary Education History at the Inter-American University of Puerto Rico. Then he went on to the Center for Studies for Dominion Friars of the Caribbean, where he had completed a Master's of Arts in Theological Studies. Later, he completed the degree of Doctor Philosophy and Letters with a specialty in the History of America uh, at the Inter-American University Metropolitan Campus. There he defended a dissertation on the history of mentalities and death. From 2002 to the present, he has served as the official historian of the city of Bayamon. And a year later, he worked at CEDOC as a professor of modern church history. Later, he joined the facility of liberal arts and humanities at Bayamon Central University. That is so impressive. I tried to read all that, but um, hopefully I did you justice. <laughs> Thank you again for being with us. Victor, how uh, did we find uh, Danielle?
1: Well, it was easy for me because I've known Danielle since I was about 15. So that was a very long time ago. I won't say the decades. Uh, he's a childhood friend. We used to play guitar together and sing blues with his dad every once in a while at his house. He's uh beautiful human being, always has been. One of the few people that I could say that from the time he was a child, we knew he was gonna do something great. We just didn't know what it yeah. was. So that's how I know him. So it, it was easy to pick him as a change agent. And especially this area of history is so unique and so interesting. And Danielle, uh, when he speaks about these things, he does it in a way that it's almost like watching a movie. So it was a no brainer picking him for this first change agent interview.
0: That's wonderful. Well, we are, we are revising this change agent interview, Danielle, and the reason why it's so important that you're here is, you know, as we talk about compassion in the world and creating more cohesion and more peace and harmony for all of humanity, and then creating a culture that we're collaborating and innovating and creating together so that we evolve as a human race, We wanted to feature someone who understood history and the evolution of man. So the fact that you studied philosophy, I'm just so fascinated by that. The fact that you wrote a dissertation on just how we think and how we we see the world and also how we live. The idea of history being a part of who we are is, is critical for evolving as a transcendent leader. We can't evolve and grow as humans if we don't know where we came from. So thank you very much for the incredible work that you do. Now as we begin begin the interview, I'm going to start asking you some questions. First, to have you share your personal journey in your life through your experiences. When have you experienced kindness, empathy, compassion, and is there somebody or a group of people that come to mind who have changed the way you've seen the world and how you lead today?
2: Well, first and than everything, thank you for the invitation. You're and very it's,
0: welcome. It's
2: very nice for me to see Victor again after a few years without seeing him. Uh, well, the first time, I believe that the first time I felt kindness in my life is, is my childhood. I believe I started uh, feeling those things here in my home with my my parents. I am the only one son in my family. You see, I don't have brothers. So I remember my father and my mother being very kind to people. And they were, you see, not uh, very religious, but they were good Christians. And, and they started giving me that sort of education since very early in my life. And if I have to, to, to talk about that experience, I have to say that it was with them that I first started with that. Then besides that, I remember my time with the Dominican Friars, because we, I don't know how you say this in English, catechesis, catecismo que hacemos en los católicos. Mm -hmm. uh the in the catechism yeah we do we do the catechism uh and i remember that all my religious uh, formation since the very early years was with the dominican friars here at the at at, at the iglesia de la santa cruz very very close to to my house and there i received that other kind of uh kindness education and and loving thing
0: what made you decide that you were going to study what you study? Uh, why, why, why did you choose philosophy? Why did you choose history as your work in the world, as making this a part of your life's mission? And uh, what inspired you to choose that path when there are millions of paths that you could choose? Why, why this field?
2: I, that's a question that I, I am still asking me since I begin this journey long long time ago. I have to I have to say first that everything started when I was very young. But when I went to the university, uh, the first year I went to the university, I I was thinking of being a musician. Do you remember, Victor? I was trying to be a, a, a guitarist. That, that's you were very I, good too. thank you Mm -hmm. I I was trying to do that so I went to the university to study for music to study, to be a music teacher that was the thing I wanted to do first but I remember that since since I was very young I have this inclination for understanding things for uh, analyzing things and more than everything I I felt that I was uh, looking for knowing. You see, when I was very young, I was confused about two things that looks alike, knowing and wisdom. But I was not looking for wisdom because I didn't understand that thing yet by that time. So I, I, I was looking for knowledge, for knowing. When I went to the university, I, you see, when you are a freshman, These these people there in San Germán, they they prepared your enrollment for the first year as you were freshman. When they told me, by the third semester, they told me, now you can do your own enrollment. So I turned to everything that I wanted to do. So I, I, I started a long journey in different courses that were not related to what I was doing until i finally met this guy this uh, doctor in history that really uh, it's, it was the, the first time in my life that i remembered that i wanted to be like another person just by knowing this person uh, dr rene it was the name of the person he just passed by and he was a historian he was not a philosopher but he was such a great historian that he can talk about philosophy as well. So I start this journey relating, let's say, I start this journey paying attention to history, more than everything, more than everything. Philosophy started to emerge as a secondary need for the other thing i was always trying to understand which was religion so when you when i when i finished my bachelor degree when i went to the uh, escuela de teología there I, I had the the obligation to study philosophy in order to go to the theology program so i started a philosophy but with the frayers so my philosophical background is strongly related to the church so i study with frayers i study with with fathers of the dominican order and with the intention of understanding religion then i since very young i remember in, here in my house i started reading the bible and um, san augustine I started reading the confessions of San Agustin and things like that. I develop at the same time this inclination for history because they go one by the other. These two,
1: two disciplines go together. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question, Daniel, if you don't mind, Mali, because this is what very is interesting. Uh, i want, I wanted to ask you something I've been. I've been listening a lot to Joseph Campbell and um, he talks a lot about uh, philosophy and religion being kind of like sisters <laughs> meaning that it is a way for humans to understand the world but especially our our um, i want to hear your thoughts on this our uh, our way of dealing with death um And and, and that's very important. So you've talked about this a little bit in some of the videos that I've seen. You talk about eschatology. And I wanted to ask you a question about that, see if you agree with that thought, meaning that this is a way of dealing with life, but also death. uh, Because our theme, our thing, what Malia and I do is, it has to do with transcendence. And when it comes to leadership, right? But obviously, uh, philosophy and religion have to do with that as well. So I wanted to hear your thoughts about Is religion and philosophy all about dealing with uh, humans and and, and that they're going to die? The first
2: way of understanding reality was religion. Hmm. Historically, if you pay attention to the human being as as a historical factor, you will understand that the first relation that the human being had with the nature is theological. The first question that arises, who I am? From where, where, where I come from, where I'm going, so where I belong. So the person starts by asking questions of the transcendent. It always is going to the looking at the transcendent thing. And those questions are the ones that will be creating philosophy because philosophy is a byproduct, as I understand it, philosophy is a byproduct of theology. It, it, theology comes first and and then from theology you have economy for example. Economy is a development of theology um, in, and, in, and in this in this aspect of history and, and religion I have to I have to go to my language I understand because I have to say a few things that are strongly related to the, to, to the language um, uh, Maybe Victor can help me to, to place this thing out. Yeah. when you talk about economy for example in the capitalism world you will have uh, adam uh, smith as one of the basic uh, economists
1: yeah.
2: adam smith uh, was a presbyterian uh, shepherd so the the position the the, teo- the theoretical position of adam smith was strongly related to Calvino, to Calvino, eh, eh, Juan Calvino, John Calvino. Mm. And the relationship is strongly related to the perception of Luther. So, the whole thing related to the banks, the, the el desarrollo de la banca, el, la creación del préstamo interés, no sé cómo pudiéramos decir eso. El, el the creation of long, loans and interest. Yeah. La Iglesia Católica tuvo que manejar profundamente su teología para poder permitir la existencia del
1: préstamo interés. Uh, right, because uh, so so Daniel said that the Catholic Church had to maneuver a bit to, to permit uh, the fact that there are things as loans and in interest and I think, Danny, if, if I'm not mistaken, in Deuteronomy, right, it, it says something about it, it's kind of like a sin making money from money. So exactly. they, they exactly. had to be some acrobatics <laughs> to make that work. <laughs> it is, in, in theological fact, we have to
2: establish that it's strictly prohibited to earn money from money. Mm. It is it is a strong prohibition in El Deuteronomio. Right. right. It's strongly prohibited. Entonces... Calvino, the theologian, he started with the prohibition in the Calvinian Calvinian, uh, reformation, but then Luther did it as well. And then the Catholic church as well. But by the time with the emergence of the bourgeoisie and the emergence of the classes of the the bankers in the central Europe, the church was in the need of making loans. Mm. as well as the kings and the mm-hmm. kingdoms. So, for example, Spain was in a deep, uh, long problem by the time they discovered America. Mm. You see, it's something that no, nobody talked about this, but los reyes españoles, the, the, the Spanish kings, were in, in a very horrible debt problem when they conquered america so all the gold from the indians went directly to spain but didn't stay in spain all that gold went directly to germany to pay the bankers hmm. it's, it's the yeah. process the process of the the evolution of the modern world right so 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 this is only an example of of how religion politics ethics is related and everything is related to the same um let's say to the same source of of knowing and the other thing the other factor is that it's not only christianity is not only the judaism that uh, say the same thing you can see all these uh positions in the rest of the religions as well mm. okay.
0: This is just so, this is so fascinating to me. I feel like yo tengo que aprender más, Daniel, because what you bring to the table is, as a historian, is all the things that we don't get exposure to in public schools, unless we know what we're looking for, unless we're searching for knowledge from different perspectives and vantage points. That. Yeah that as it relates back to transcendent leaders, transcendent leaders are those that are constantly seeking to see the big picture, the whole picture of the history of the world, of mm-hmm. all the things that make up where we are today in society. So I, like I said, I have to learn a lot more from you. Um, and as we come back to uh, compassionate, cohesive and collaborative cultures and worlds, Can you share with us how history and philosophy contribute and can contribute to creating a more cohesive, harmonious, compassionate world? How can you relate your work as a philosopher, theologian, and also a historian? How does your work help us create a more kind, compassionate world?
2: Well, it, first and everything, I would like to say that I am more a historian than a theologian or than a philosopher. I just passed by all those uh, disciplines to, to, to be a better historian, I may say, because I, I finally understood that understanding theology, understanding philosophy, gave me the tools for me to be a better historian. Uh, I am in the need of a lot of, of categories, to develop uh, theology or to develop uh, philosophy as the point that I would like to do it. So I prefer to deal more with history and stay more focused in what I do, especially with the history of mentalities. Uh, with that being said, I can I can tell you that uh, the history of the world, the history of humanity, the history of a sector the history of a community because you can bring that that's the good thing about history is that you can bring it to any level in society you can do a history of a company you can do the history of a person you can do the history of a community of a town which is what i do here in bayamona i am the historian for this community the good thing about this is that make this this sort of of discipline helps you to understand the reality because that's what history is is a is a method for reality interpretation so as you can do a good interpretation of reality then you are supposed to be more humane you are you're supposed to be more human if you understand if you understand history better you are supposed to be more human because you can start to understand the sacrifices of the people that you cannot see now because they all die, but between you and your past, there is a lot of people. A lot of, in, in terms of African, African perspective, as we are in the Caribbean, we we call them ancestors. We we have a lot of ancestors between ourselves and our past, and is it is a lack of respect to simply understanding what, that we alone are creating this reality that we have, all these things that we have, many people die, many people suffer for us to be here at this time. It, it, that, that's the, the main thing. And the other thing is that history, it's supposed to give you as well as theology, as well as philosophy, uh, the, the, it's supposed to give you humbleness is supposed is, is supposed to show you that you are small in front of the world in front of the process of the whole process you are a tiny uh, grain of sand in this big ocean so you you make the difference you can do make the difference, but you have to understand that the difference can be created by, uh, how can I say, by a group of people, it's, it's created by a big, a big community, is what create the change. So you, you cannot do it alone. You, you, I can be the best historian, maybe, I don't know, maybe I can be a good historian, maybe a bad historian, but I need the work of the other historians that already died. Because I remember one father uh, in the seminario, one of fathers in the seminar, he used to tell me, Daniel, we can be good theologians, but we are better if we step over the shoulder of the giants of the past. You, you can try to understand uh, theology the best you can, but you cannot do a, a good, such a good, a good work if you don't step over the shoulders of San Agustín, or if you don't go to the shoulders of Santo Tomás Aquino, and you look from that shoulder because he's a giant, he see far, far from where you are. So you have to always keep in mind that the the work of the other is what makes you be better, <laughs> and that's especially important when you when you are in working because the everything that we do is is a matter of teamwork you see I love what- my, my, my friends in the municipality make me make me look better when they do the their, 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 their job when they get the job done well they make me look better because when I take from work I take the things beyond they they are giving me the work done and once if I do my things good, they will look better because everything do its part.
1: I love that you said that because one, one thing about as being a leader that's very important is understanding that you are standing on the shoulders of giants, of people that, you know, did things with less resources than we did, with less technology to get things done. And, and we are able to further their work, right? Because now they build all those tools for us. Um, and if you have that in mind all the time, I feel, and I, and I hope you feel this way too, it makes you feel like your work is even more important, right? Because you can't drop the ball, right? Yes. They, 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 baton, they pass you the baton. Now, you can't be the one that drops it. You have to keep that relay race going. So it makes you feel even that your task, as, as, as tedious as it might be sometimes, is still important. Right. Because claro. If you, think, it, it, if you think of transcendence, right? Because it keeps it, going. Exactly. It's the same thing in, in religion.
2: There's another another idea that is important to, to bring here. Um, in religion, we say that when you have knowledge of the revelation, no, it doesn't matter the religion, Christianity, Islam, it doesn't matter. If you have access to the so to the revelation, if you have access to that. Your responsibilities are bigger mm-hmm. because now you know things that the rest of the people don't know. So you are supposed to be better person. In 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 Yoruba they say "wapele" for good comportamiento, to a good character. That's the word in in Yoruba. I remember uh, the same thing in Christianity, the same thing in Islam, the same thing in Judaism. The, the, the more you get close to the being, the higher are the expectations about you. And you can bring that to the job as well. You see, if, if, if you are a leader in your specific field of work, you have more responsibilities. And that responsibility is strongly related to be a good person, to have a good character, to have a good humor, to deal with the people.
0: Danielle, you said this so beautiful. It reminds me of what Dr. Maya Angelou said about when you know better, you do better. And this is part of the the work of of evolving from transactional leadership to transformational leadership to now what we're encouraging um, our, our colleagues, our friends and the entire world to evolve into transcendent leadership, because the world is requiring us. There's so much knowledge and information out there that we can find now that our parents and our great-grandparents could did not have access to. And this wealth of knowledge can be utilized for good and not the opposite. And being able to have, uh, like you said, giants from the past that have meticulously documented this for us, it would be such a uh, a shame, uh, a waste, and and um, like you said, a dishonor or disrespect to their commitment and sacrifice to gift us with all this knowledge and wisdom to not do something powerful with it. So I really appreciate that you are one of those giants and for future leaders, and future historians, you are going to be, they're going to be speaking about you the way that you're speaking about those giants that came before you. And that's transcendence, that is true leadership. So I honor you for that. And as we close out the interview, because we can speak to you forever, and I—and—and and maybe we'll come back and I'll freshen up my Spanish, and then we can do this whole interview in Espanol. Um, but until then, please share with us how our audience can find out more information about your work or maybe see some of your work um, and find you. How can we contact you?
2: Well, you can contact me up uh, by the web, uh, how you say, web page of the municipality of Bayamon, uh, municipio de bayamon.org. I guess it it is in Spanish, but we are working on translation for the whole thing. And I will be, Presenting more of my works there in that page specifically. Uh, I have one book already uh, about the life of one of the, of our mayors, which is uh, a collective work that I made concerning the life of Ramon Luis Rivera Padre, which was uh, one of the oldest mayors in Bayamon. And um, the more time for th- the person that was in office for the most of the years and my thesis, my doctoral thesis is about to be published also, uh, we, we hope to do it as part of the municipality effort for the history of Bayamón because the, 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 the thesis is concerning death and, and the municipality of Bayamón, um, his history of mentality is concerning death since the 18th century all the way to the 19th century. And uh, it's, uh, it's my work, so I say it's a good one. <laughs> uh, it's a great work concerning, it's a huge thing concerning the, how people react in front of the, the death, and, and how those reactions concerning that impacted politic, impacted the, the way of the administration, because the history that I do is one of the administration of the municipality. So I take into account the testaments or how you say, the last wheels of the persons, uh, those last wheels. I read them and, and I establish connection between them and the philosophical thinking of the time and the popular thinking of the time because history of mentalities is the combination of what the scholars used to think in schools and what the people think in the real world. So you mean th- there is this uh, point of, connection between the scholars and the popular knowledge. And at the end, you really don't understand who is in in a better position to answer questions. If it is the thinker in in his room with his books and stuff, or the common people that are suffering, the, the common people that are fighting everyday life. You see, it's knowledge coming from all those points. For me, it's important. Basically, that's where you can find me. You can find me at the, the homepage of the of the municipality of Bayamon. And I hope you guys enjoy reading the things that I place there.
0: Well, we thank you so much. Victor, would you like to uh, provide some closing thoughts or comments before we close out the interview?
1: Uh, no, just to say that I want to make sure that we uh, feature Daniel's work. So we'll make sure that we post all the URLs that he mentioned. And it's always a pleasure talking to Danny. I mean, whenever I call him, we don't call that often, but when we do, we end up talking an hour or two because it's a very interesting, and and I'm an uh, aficionado when it comes to history and all that stuff, so I love hearing about this. So it was a pleasure, and thank you for taking the time, Danny. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Muchísimas gracias Daniel. Thank you. We'll have you back again and again because there's so much wisdom within you that we want to also share with the world. So again, muchísimas gracias. Thank you everyone for listening. If you're an organizational leader and you wish to learn more about building your C3 culture, please visit us at soarcommunitynetwork.com. If you are interested in joining our Nebula resource hub for transcendent leaders, please visit us at nebula that's Network.com and check out our membership benefits. We appreciate you for joining us today. And as always, thank you for tuning in and for being a part of the SOAR Community Network. Take care, everyone. Appreciate your time. Bye for now. Thank Thank you very much.